get, obviously you haven't heard this pub, Lauren. Welcome to Mornings on Main Street, Clarksville. I'm your host, Stephanie Miller. Thanks so much for joining us as always. Coming up, I get to introduce you to two more nonprofits that are benefiting from Best of Clarksville happened, that happened last night. So we get to hear from the Caleb Cares Project as well as Michaela's Mutt Motel. Learn how special these organizations are this morning. We have that plus our Sports Minute with Brady McIntamney. But before all of that, we get to see what's making the wrap this week with reporter Sherry Reeves. This is the wrap for the October 5th edition of Main Street Clarksville. The Clarksville City Council received an update this week to the city's Transportation 2020 Plus Plan. A new Spring Creek Parkway carrying traffic from Trenton Road all the way south to Ted Crozier Boulevard was reviewed, including the bridge that is to be constructed over Spring Creek with sidewalks on either side of it. It's similar to the 109 Gateway Bridge in Gallatin. Another interesting new feature to the city will be the roundabout being constructed at Whitfield Road and Needmore Road, allowing free-flowing movement with reduced delays. Tennessee Governor Bill Lee paid a visit to Clarksville on Thursday, September 28th to help celebrate the opening of Mental Health Court in the 19th Judicial District. During that ceremony held at the historic Montgomery County Courthouse, Governor Lee emphasized the importance the state has in providing alternatives to incarceration. On Friday, September 22nd, the Quilts of Valor of Clarksville held its seventh annual So 22 event. They acknowledged the need to prevent suicide among those who served in the military. The sewing group devoted 22 hours from 12.22 a.m. until 10.22 p.m. to sewing quilts at Beyond Stitches on Northfield Drive and then wrapping them around some of our very distinguished veterans. Clarksville police officers pulled six bunny rabbits rescued from a house fire on Monday, October 2nd in Clarksville. A family of six was displaced from that structure fire. The pets were not injured, but unfortunately a teenage boy was burned and transported via life flight to Vanderbilt Medical Center in Nashville. The American Red Cross is taking care of the family's immediate needs. And that's the wrap. I'm Sherry Reeves, Main Street, Clarksville. As a busy mom juggling family, errands, and everything life throws at me, I try my best to be environmentally conscious. So of course, I buy flushable wipes thinking I'm doing the right thing. But it turns out flushable wipes aren't actually flushable. I found out the hard way when flushable wipes caused a clog and flooded my house with sewage. It ended up costing me thousands of dollars in damage and a big headache with the insurance company. It's safe to say our family will never flush a flushable wipe again and instead put them where they belong, in the trash. When it comes to insurance, you want a name you can trust. Wendy Danielle Stack is here to help. With over seven years of experience, Danielle and her team are here to assist you in finding the right coverage for all of your needs. From auto and home to life and business insurance, we have customized options for everyone. 
We'll work with you to create a personalized plan that protects everything in your life that matters most. Call today and see for yourself why Daniel Stack is the go-to insurance agent in Clarksville. We offer services for both men and women, breast, body, and face for both. People come to plastic surgery offices because they want to improve something that they feel is a flaw in themselves. About 10 years ago, our men's procedures were probably about 10% of what we did. Nowadays, it's more like 30 or 40%. Eyelid lifts, liposuction, and we even do hair transplants here. We are part of the community, and we want to be able to walk around and see faces in the community that we've made happy. Dairyberry's Heat and Air has been proudly serving the Middle Tennessee area for over 35 years. We have been voted Sumner County's best heat and air company for the past eight years. For outstanding service, call Dairy Berries at 615-452-8121. Welcome back to Mornings on Main Street. I have the pleasure of sharing the story of Caleb Slate this morning and the outreach of the Caleb Cares Project Outreach. I have his mom and dad with us this morning, Chrissy and Joe Slate. Chrissy, we've talked in the past about the project and the work being done through Caleb Cares. Mm -hmm. um, and it is to bring awareness to a topic that unfortunately many families have experienced, and that is the topic of suicide and prevention. First off, thank you for once again uh, sharing this with me, sharing this with us. I appreciate you guys coming in. Thank you for having us. And the reason, you know, one of the many reasons that we're highlighting this, the work that you you guys do, it, you need funding to do it. Mm -hmm. And the Caleb Cares Project Outreach is a recipient, one of the four nonprofits receiving money from Best of Clarksville this year. How important are these funds going to be to your work? They're extremely important. Um, as you know, food, um, groceries, and just clothing and um, shoes and sport fees and all that kind of stuff has just gone up uh, tremendously over the last couple of years. And uh, we try to feed, um, we try to prepare weekend snack bags for anywhere from 36 to 54 kids every week. And that gets expensive. And um, for one classroom of 18 kids, it's $175 a week. Yes, so, and that's just giving them uh, two days worth of snacks on the weekends. Um, and so, you know, it, it adds up. And then sometimes we sponsor their sport fees um, for families who, you know, wouldn't be able to register their children for sports like soccer or baseball. And so we'll, you know, give a big lump sum towards that to cover maybe 10 or 11 uh, kids to play sports um, and you know if one of the students in the head start programs needs shoes mm -hmm. the teachers will text me or email me and say hey so and so came to school with no shoes on today or shoes that you know don't have soles on them anymore or stuff like that and and i'll go out that night and buy shoes and and deliver them um, or, or buy coats, you know, I'll have, um, I have a friend who works for Big Brothers Big Sisters mm -hmm. and she'll reach out and say, um, I have some students who need winter coats. And so we will um, purchase some of those and, and donate those to, 
the big brothers, big sisters. And so just, you know, we keep our ear to the ground and, and have people notify us of students who are in need or a family in need of things. And we try to meet that as best as we can. Uh, the focus of your project is to be that outreach to yes. have that giving, you know, nature, which mm -hmm. is something that your son encompassed. Yes. Can you, will you share with us where Caleb Cares Project, how this started and, you know, how you are continuing to let his name live on? Sure. Um, yes, Caleb was very involved in community service and in mission work. And um, he tragically passed away by suicide on August 12, 2019. And um, in an effort to heal and for myself and also to keep him relevant in our community um, and in the lives of those who loved him, um, I wanted to start the nonprofit. And the, the word Caleb Cares just, it just rolls off the tongue perfectly. Um, it just kind of um, envelopes him very well. And project is just something we do, like little projects here and there. So the Caleb Cares Project, it all just came together really well. And um, so we do little, you know, like I said, little projects here and there. And not only do we get to share our love and Caleb with our community, but we get to share our story and bring hope and awareness to families um, who may not think they need to speak to their teenagers about suicide awareness and prevention. Uh, we didn't uh, think that we needed to have those conversations at home. And so we, we never did. Um, and a student or a child um, can die by suicide with no preceding factors like, you know, depression or isolation or things like that, that um, people typically you know, a stigma kind of attached yeah. to the word suicide. Caleb didn't have any of those. And so having those hard conversations at home with your teenagers, making a safety plan, um, talking about what to do when they have thoughts of, of hurting themselves, um, can save a life. And so we just, we share our story in hopes of doing that. For to start, when you guys started this, what was that conversation like again through such a hard time for you? Um, it was really just, I need to keep my relationship with Caleb going. Like, how am I going to do that? And how am I going to keep him relevant in our community? He was just such a strong presence and just not having him around anymore. I, I just couldn't have it. I needed to find a way to include him in our life still. And so the organization helps me continue that relationship with him. Um, you know, I feel like when, when we complete an event or we finish a project, I feel like I've spent time with him yeah. in a way, because that's how our, we're still connected in, in that way. And so it has been incredibly healing. I get to speak his name often mm -hmm. and I get to hear his name be spoken from others and, um, other, you know, my partners in my organization. And that's not something bereaved parents typically get, mm -hmm. you know, um, the, the, the names of those we've lost aren't typically spoken very often. And so I get to hear that and um, it means a lot to me. Um, I, I run the organization mostly myself and my volunteers. He's really just my, my, <laughs> my support yeah. system. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, it's 
I'm grateful. I'm grateful for the opportunity. I'm grateful that it's growing and that the name is getting out there more and his story is being told more and shared more. And, and um, we are helping others and saving lives at the same time. Joe, from you, how is this for you from a father's point of um, perspective? Early on, we wanted to do something in, in honor of Caleb. So, um, yeah, she came home and was like, I keep thinking of Caleb Cares. I think we should call it that. So we we. We went with that, and then there was a thing that Caleb used to always say was, um, I'm kind of a big deal around here. Oh. So that's kind of our, you are a big deal around here. Yeah. So that's our our motto for the Caleb Cares Project. Well, the work that you do is beautiful, and September, you know, uh, or throughout the year, you know, we are talking about mental health and mm -hmm. suicide prevention. Can parents reach out to you or what uh, have you had parents reach out to you mm -hmm. to be like, hey, how can we navigate this conversation? It is a hard conversation. It's how very hard. That? It's very uncomfortable. Um, I, I have had many, many parents reach out to me um, and ask for advice. Um, I've had parents who, um, who have recently lost a child reach out to me for help and advice. I've even spoken to children myself who are in that place and tell, have told their parents they want to die. Um, I have sat across from them and had a conversation with them um, about why that would not be the best um, choice for them to make and why. Because um, kids that age, you know, uh, until the age of about 25, you really can't see the aftermath of such a decision, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's, it, you, you make choices and you hope that you're going to have the chance to regret it if it's not the right choice, but dying by suicide doesn't give you the choice to regret it. And so you need to help those kids see what it looks like afterwards. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I ask them one question, do you want your mom or dad, your sister, brother to find you dead? They also and I say, well, remember you told me that. And if you know you, I know you love your mom. I know you love your dad, and you don't want this for them. And it helps them see it in a different way because they just, like I said, they they just don't think aftermath. They don't think afterwards. They're only thinking how I feel right now, not what this is going to cause um, afterwards. And so helping them to see that and and kind of feel that and understand it is very helpful. And um, I, those, those kids are all still alive. <laughs> so that's, you know, of course that's amazing and that's a blessing. And, and I do not like my story. I do not like, you know, my message. I do not, I do not like having this voice. Um, but I do. And I know that Caleb would, I just hear him saying, mommy, tell my story. Mommy, t tell it, share it, you know, help other people. And so that's what, that's my motivation. That's what drives me. So. Thank you for having the strength to do that. Thank you so much for having the strength to do that. If someone would like to help out with Caleb Cares Project Outreach after this, because again, funds only go so far right. and yes. you know, there is such a shortage of there's food insecurities mm -hmm. all over. You just never know. So with what you're hearing and we're hearing you, how can we help? How can we continue to help uh, in this mission? Okay. So I have, I'm on social media, of course, on Facebook and Instagram at the Caleb Cares Project. And I have a website, thecalebcaresproject.com um, with all the information about what we do and what we're involved in and how you can help. Um, I also have a blog where I share my grief journey um, attached to the Caleb Cares uh, website. It's called A Journey for Caleb. And I've written for 
you know, three years now about our, my journey and um, hopefully that can be helpful to someone as well. Joe, Chrissy Slate, thank you both so very much. The Caleb Cares Out Project Outreach. Um, check them out. Look, if you can help or if it's in your heart to do that, definitely do so. But if you also need a place, um, if you have a question, you know, you can reach out to the outreach as well. Again, thank you both for coming in. Thank, thank you. you. Stick with us here on Mornings on Main Street. We have more coming up after this. At Old Hickory Credit Union, we're member-owned, not-for-profit, and eager to serve our Robertson County community. Since 1934, we have strived to provide our members with a safe, reliable place to take care of all their financial needs. From checking accounts to loans to mortgages, we're here to help. Credit unions have to constantly adapt to meet the needs of an ever-changing market. However, one constant will always remain, and that is the service we provide to our members. Stop by our Greenbrier branch today. What separates us from other companies in Tennessee, um, that's going to be our, our mission to our customers, is to always improve the quality of life. Um, that's from taking care of your pest to a friendly voice on the phone when you call, to a technician that comes out and he's competent, he's going to solve the problem for you. We're considered a full encompassing service, so we're going to take care of 50 plus different pests, and we'll always have your back. At Chapels, we pride ourselves on offering a wide variety of the freshest fruits and vegetables, handpicked just for you. We have a wide selection of the freshest, highest quality meats that will leave your taste buds craving more. Our friendly staff is always ready to lend a helping hand. We believe in treating every customer like family because at Chapels, your family is our family. We've been locally owned and operated for over 60 years. You can visit any of our Chapels locations in Dixon, White Bluff, McEwen, and Centerville. As a busy mom juggling family, errands, and everything life throws at me, I try my best to be environmentally conscious. So of course, I buy flushable wipes thinking I'm doing the right thing. But it turns out flushable wipes aren't actually flushable. I found out the hard way. When flushable wipes caused a clog and flooded my house with sewage, it ended up costing me thousands of dollars in damage and a big headache with the insurance company. It's safe to say our family will never flush a flushable wipe again and instead put them where they belong, in the trash. Welcome back to Mornings on Main Street. You have, and like I've mentioned so many times, so many nonprofits doing beautiful things in the community. Well, this one, let me tell you, they are helping all the dogs, all the puppies that they can. Is <laughs> Michaela's Mutt's Motel. I have Michaela Lambert and Bradley Lambert with me this morning. Thank you guys so much for your time. Of course. So first off, what is what is the focus for Michaela's Mutt's Motel? So our focus is helping stray and unwanted dogs. Um, we really focus a lot on the behavioral cases and the medical cases that other rescues, you know, don't usually want to take in. Um, so we take in the hard ones, and you know, we really we're dedicated to training um, with Jack's Legacy. You know, she helps us out a lot with the behavioral cases. Um, and then our vet is also wonderful with helping us, you know, all the different medical cases we've taken in from lupus to heartworm disease to severe allergies and so on and so forth. So 
So you've been running this now for about a year. Yes. How did this conversation start? Where did it come like from of, I just want to help all of these dogs to the setup that you have here at your home? Yeah. <laughs> so it started, um, we actually rescued our dog from a shelter and he, I just really, really wanted to save as many dogs as I could because I saw how wonderful he was. Um, and you know, he was going to be euthanized and that just, I can't even imagine if he was. We've had him now uh, for about 10 years. And so when I was in the military, you know, I was in for seven and a half years and I really wanted to earn my Military Outstanding Volunteer Service Medal. So you need hours from a nonprofit. So I found a dog rescue and started to foster. And we ended up fostering 115 dogs um, through different rescues. And then it just came to a point where it, you know, other, other rescues didn't want to take in certain dogs like pit bulls. Um, they didn't want the medical cases and behavioral cases. So those dogs were just left on their own. Um, so we started last year and started with our very first dog had heartworm disease. So it was, you know, just kind of tackling the challenges and it's been amazing. It's been wonderful. The community support that we've received has been outstanding. So Bradley, what about for you? How was that? Um, did she, she didn't have to talk you into this much, I don't think. Were you right on board from the beginning? I was right there. Were you really? Yeah, because we pulled. So we got Ace, the first dog, from the shelter, and then Addie was posted for free on Craigslist. They were just getting rid of her. Um, and she showed up in this tiny little, almost like a rabbit cage. So it's near and dear to me as well. What is that feeling? when you see an animal come in in the conditions that they come in like what is that that initial feeling because again it's unacceptable unacceptable the conditions uh that some animals have to go through so it is definitely an emotional roller roller coaster i don't even know um it's sadness and it's anger at the same time uh, it does make it hard to have faith in humanity um, which is why it's important to have the support that we have um just because you know those kind of people that support us and encourage us and donate and all of that you know they restore that faith in humanity but the people who mistreat animals just it's really, really hard to, to deal with. Can you walk us through one of the cases of someone, of a dog or a puppy that's come into your care and kind of walk us through their training and that the beginning and then to the end of, you know, them finding that loving forever family. So I would say Teddy is another good one. I know we were talking about Bear earlier. Bear showed up with lupus and he had the big, you know, missing patches of fur and his eyes were glued shut. And now, you know, it took us months to rehab him and get him on the right medications. And now he's happy. He actually lives just a couple streets over and he's as happy as can be. Um, but Teddy showed up and he was a doodle and he was just incredibly matted and overgrown and uh, his fur was actually pelted to his skin, which is extremely painful. Um, so he went to Clippendale's. She grooms all of our dogs for free uh, when we get those kind of cases. And she had, she had to shave him down, completely down. And it was, it took hours, hours and hours. Um, and once he was shaved down, he was a skeleton. I mean, it, we didn't realize how bad it was with all of the fur, but he was just skin and bones. You could see all of his hip bones, his rib bones, I mean, everything, his shoulder blades stuck out. It was horrible. Um, so we got him on high calorie supplements, um, got him to the vet. He actually had heart issues because of the emaciation. Um, so we had to get him an echocardiogram, which is not cheap. Um, and now he is actually in a very loving home. Uh, I get videos and pictures of him all the time and it makes it absolutely worth it. Um, but he is just, he's funny as can be. He actually lives with three other doodles as well. So oh, I love that he's <laughs> yes. living his best life. He sure is. How many dogs do you have right now? 
Um, right now we have eight in the rescue and we're actually taking in another one today and another one tomorrow. So we usually try to stay around 10 to 15, um, just depending, unless we have puppies, of course. We recently had a litter of 11 puppies, so. <laughs> using the funding so when you is it donations that you run on yes so we don't get any federal or state funding it's all donation based okay. how is that money used so a lot of vet bills um, of course um, and then when we run low on supplies such as food um, the high calorie supplement is pretty pricey um, all of our dogs get salmon oil because a lot of the dogs that we get you know they have the dry skin issues whether that's lack of nutrition or just poor nutrition in general um, so we put all of our dogs on salmon oil just as a you know, helps them along. Um, and then of course, just general, general care, vet bills are the main thing for sure. What was that, uh, what, how did you guys react when you heard that you were going to be one of the recipients for Best of Clarksville? Again, Best of Clarksville, um, four nonprofits will be receiving proceeds from Best of Clarksville. That is where your dollars will be going when you go to vote for your favorite business, favorite person. But you have those four nonprofits, Caleb Cares, ArtLink, the Faith Cancer Care Foundation and Michaela's Mutz Motel. How did you guys react? We were shocked and we were overwhelmed with happiness. I mean, it really like these small, small nonprofits, it's a struggle sometimes, you know, and it's gotten to points where we've had to use our personal money. Um, and of course our family has pitched in. Um, so it's, it's really, really overwhelming because you just never know, you know, like I told you, the two dogs that we're taking in, they were dumped. We have no idea the extent of the medical case, care that they're going to need. So it's, it's just, I'm speechless. We're very, very happy. Uh, Michaela Bradley, what is the end goal? What do you hope? What do you want to, where do you see Michaela's Mutz Motel? Where do you see it? So eventually we would like to get a facility, um, of course, so that they're not in our house. Um, we can have actual proper runs um, where they could be indoors and outdoors. Um, we would have a training area there as well um, and really just continue to, to save the most needy dogs, you know, and just continue this for as long as we possibly can. Hopefully we'll have a foster program soon and, and that'll help as well. How can people help you out? Those seeing this, they're like, you know, I'd love to make a donation. I'd love to help in some way. How can they do that? Um, so if you get on our Facebook page, you can see all the ways to donate, whether that's actual supplies. We have an Amazon wish list and a Chewy wish list. Um, but volunteering at events, um, the more volunteers that we have at adoption events, the more dogs we can take because, of course, there's only two of us. So it makes it kind of hard when we don't have uh, volunteers. So um, we actually just recently became approved for PetSmart charities. Um, so we're going to start having adoption events at PetSmart as well. Um, but we'll be at Riley's Pet market on the 14th with an adoption event they have giveaways a big fall festival so it's going to be awesome and we'll be there as well um but yeah just get involved and you know message us on facebook and we'll let you know all the different volunteer opportunities uh michaela bradley thank you so very much for your time thank you for sharing your story with us and god bless you and i just hope um you get all the funds that you can to continue helping all the dogs that you can thank you michaela's yes. mutt motel uh, look at look it up if you'd like more information. Again, they have their website, so you can get all the information there. Yes. Thank you, guys. Thank Stay you. Here on Mornings on Main Street, we have more coming up after this. He shoots and he scores.
Welcome to the Omni Nashville Hotel. Urban elegance with a vintage touch. Our 800-room hotel opened up in the fall of 2013 with 746 guest rooms and 54 suites. Here at Rock and Roll Sushi, we're proud to be the original American-style sushi restaurant founded on great food and rock and roll music, boasting concepts and flavors that are big, bold, and loud. We're the only place to experience the rock you love and the rolls you love with the ones you love. Come see for yourself why we're the best sushi experience in town. Find us at 108 Morris Road in Clarksville or visit our website at rockandrollsushi.com. As a busy mom juggling family, errands, and everything life throws at me, I try my best to be environmentally conscious. So of course, I buy flushable wipes thinking I'm doing the right thing. But it turns out flushable wipes aren't actually flushable. I found out the hard way. When flushable wipes caused a clog and flooded my house with sewage, it ended up costing me thousands of dollars in damage and a big headache with the insurance company. It's safe to say our family will never flush a flushable wipe again and instead put them where they belong, in the trash. Hi, I'm Brady McTamney, sports editor of Main Street Clarksville, and this is Sports Minute. Football came and went from last week with Kenwood High getting their first win of the season, beating Northeast 36-6. They were absolutely thrilled to get that win as it broke a 0-6 side to start the season. Clarksville High also got another win, extending their seven-game winning streak, beating Northwest 55-0. Rossview also kept their own winning streak going. It's their fifth win in a row, beating Dixon County 28-6. All other teams in the county lost for football, but there was more action going on outside of the sport with volleyball and soccer, with district tournaments taking place. For volleyball, Northwest won their district tournament, beating Dixon County in the championship, while Clarksville High and Rossview will play on Thursday night. On soccer, Rossview won their second straight district tournament, while West Creek and Dixon County will play their district championship on Thursday. All those teams will meet in their respective sports after fall break to determine region champions. I've been Brady McTemney, and this has been your Sports Minute.